Welcome to the bonus episode number two of the Film Stripping Podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> that is my favorite noise that Roger Rabbit makes in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? My pick for 1980s fantasy film. My name's Erica, but like my best friends like to call me, Jessica Rabbit. And with me here is my co-captain, Chris. Hey! <laughs> We like to call him Roger Rabbit. We're oh. a match made in heaven. Oh dang! I didn't even take <laughs> I didn't even take my cue from that. I know it's really unfortunate. It's oh. fine. You'll get your groove back. All right. Don't worry about it. I'm not right. in my normal spot right now because I'm used to driving this crazy ship. I know, and I get to drive today, Chris. So, what year did this movie come out in? Oh God, I'm gonna go 88. Seriously? Yeah. On the money. Boom. What the it. hell? Yeah. I mean, God dang I mean, it! I'm usually pretty good about that. Sure, I guess. <laughs> You're right. That is your that's your area. <laughs> All right. Can you give me a brief synopsis on what this movie is about? OK. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is the retelling of a old school film noir detective movie. But then you wrap around it that the characters involved with it are your classic cartoon characters and your 1950s detectives and 1950s cast of characters. That's pretty good. I yeah. was actually thinking about how I would describe it, and mm-hmm. I was having a tough time. Yeah. So that's excellent. Say, classic detective film noir with this crazy cartoon vibe to it. Absolutely. Um, I found this thing on the internet. It says, down on his luck, private eye, Eddie Valiant, gets hired by cartoon producer R.K. Maroon to investigate an adultery scandal, which is patty cake, involving Jessica Rabbit, the sultry wife of Maroon's biggest star, Roger Rabbit. But when Acme, Jessica's alleged paramour, and the owner of Toontown is found murdered, the villainous Judge Doom vows to catch and destroy Roger. I think I did a pretty good job. That one is a little bit wordy, you know? Very wordy. Yeah. I agree. I chose this movie because it frightened me so severely as a child, but I (laughs) loved it so much. (laughs) Yeah. All of the really scary that are supposed to be scary, quote unquote, like when they roll over uh, Judge Doom yeah. in that rolly machine. Yeah. And all and the then, dip stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, he like killed a squeaky shoe right in the beginning yeah. and there's like red ink or blood all over his hand. It's, really terrifying. It's very, it's very uh, scary. I, I agree with you. I remember the dip with the cartoon shoe thing frightening me as a child when I watched this. And even now, like I, I could see how they built that up to be actually a frightening moment. But I mean, it's a cartoon shoe, so like when you watch it as an adult, you're kind of like, "Oh, this is super funny." Yeah, but they're putting so much emphasis and like gravity into the situation of a cartoon shoe being erased. But it worked. Yeah, it's because good. as a three-year-old, I did not like it. It hits all the right notes to just get you where it counts to make you feel the feels. Yes, and as we all remember from our Twelve Monkeys episode, the outfit that Judge Doom wears. In Who Framed Roger Rabbit is how I felt all the scientists, panelists, people all looked. You did say that. Yes. I remember I remember you saying that now. So I think this makes sense that we watch a movie that I have referenced. So I kind of just want to jump into some trivia because I found a lot of really interesting tidbits. Okay, great. Uh, what? Just one before we jump to trivia. Can I just say one thing about the movie in general? Of course. That, okay. First of all, I'm really glad you picked this as our fantasy pick for your bonus episode because um, I was stuck in this narrow mindset of 
dragons, wizards, sorcery, that type of stuff. Horses, unicorns, Tom Cruise, all that nonsense. Uh, and I'm really glad you, that you went this route with the fantasy genre. Thank Fantastic. You. Also, I have to say, I haven't seen this movie since I was a little kid. And I had a fucking blast. You were delighted. I was in this movie yeah. and like big old grit. Like there's only a few movies that I can remember smiling so much during the movie to where halfway through the movie, I feel like I'm hurting <laughs> in my face. And this movie has that. It has such a great charm to it. And I really think like just watching the movie, I remember how fun cartoons are. I mean, like our old cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. This slapstick funny. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely. I had so much fun. Yeah. I just needed to get that going. You know, before yeah. we got into some trivia stuff, I just had to say. No, that thank because, you. Yeah. And my only rebuttal would be, please don't ever call Tom Cruise nonsense. I never said nonsense. Did I say nonsense? I think you said all that wi wizard, unicorn, Tom Cruise nonsense. I might have said that. I'm not going to go back and check. Yeah. Although at some point I have to edit this. And in that case. <laughs> I really hope you did say nonsense. <laughs> I'm just going to edit it out. <laughs> but I just feel like as my possible or could have been future brother-in-law, this is not the space to call Tom Cruise nonsense. That's true. That's true. We should give him respect due to that Absolutely. fact. So first I want to jump into the characters because there's a lot of character information I found that I love. First of all, the guy who voices Roger Rabbit, Charles Fleischer, he delivered all of his lines in full Roger Rabbit costume. That's insane. That is method. That is not method. It's that not. is sure. Okay. I mean, in the definition of method, but I mean, it's also <laughs> the actions of a crazy person, which I think also benefits the performance because... Nailed it. You you got it, guy. Charles yeah. Fleischer, spot on. You did it. Did he do anything else after this? Because I kind of don't recognize that name. I have no idea. All right, cool. I didn't look that deep into it. So as we all know, Jessica Rabbit is way over-sexualized. It was almost a, a little uncomfortable for me to watch her on screen. I would say she's just the right amount of sexualized. Oh, okay. For a cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's a... There's like some tidbit that says, oh, she's got some tidbits. <laughs> oh, your face. <laughs> Hilarious. So there's uh, there's some information on the Internet that states when this movie was first animated during the car crash scene where Jessica Rabbit like kind of flips over. Yeah. That they're supposed to. She's not wearing underwear. Wait, what? I know. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. Say that back. They're, supposedly, they drew that in one version of it. They drew it where she has no underwear. So that was the original release. Uh-huh. White underwear was not put on her until the DVD release happened in the 90s or the 2000s, whenever DVDs happened. Wait, there's like an upskirt shot of Jessica Rabbit. So I, that's... I, I just have to say, I keep wanting to say Jessica Simpson. I've almost said it like three times. Oh my God. From the time that we've been watching the movie and now I've like almost said Jessica Simpson three times. I mean, she is a very beautiful woman, so... Yeah, I can you know, understand. I mean, you know, you know, but sure. I have a still frame here for you <laughs> oh. from the movie. But when we were watching the movie, I didn't see it. So it's really hard for me to believe that someone like caught it. And then when you look at the still frame, it just looks like there's a shadow between her legs. Yeah, I don't know if this is. I mean, it's de okay. 
we could all agree uh, this is definitely an upskirt shot. But you know what? I can't tell if there's underwear or no underwear if, or if, you know, I surprisingly can and cannot believe that this is an ongoing argument with nerds on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what that's what I wanted to mention. Like, so you can't really tell. But so I want to know the person who had to, like, slowly go through frame by frame to see if you could see Jessica Rabbit's tidbits during the car crash yeah I'll, i'm gonna tell you this right now it's not just one sole person who has gone through that frame by frame oh, there God. are some sickos out there you guys are so weird <laughs> who guys the guys who made the frames i mean if it's true that uh -huh. people like the animators were like <laughs> let's put no underwear on her like come on it's rabbits <laughs> it's cartoons guys i also kind of forgot that there were uh disney characters in this movie and the warner brothers owned characters like the Looney Tunes characters. So I started looking into that. Like, that's weird that they were, they did all the cartoon characters. So then I thought, were they kind of drawn differently? So they didn't have to pay the rights for it. But this was, act I think this was put on by, I can't remember if it was put on by Disney or if it was put on by Warner Brothers. I th I'm pretty sure it's put on, I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Buena Vista, which is a Disney jam. Okay, so... Disney said yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do... It starts off with the Touchstone logo, which is... Uh, that. This all goes back to Disney. Oh, and when that Touchstone logo goes on and yeah. like it's the blue bar and the star, it just gets you. Or the lightning bolt just gets yeah. you. So Disney said, yes, you can make this movie, but I heard two things. The first thing I heard was all Disney characters have to have equal screen time with the Looney Tune characters. The other one I heard was only Mickey Mouse and... Donald Duck have to have equal screen time as Roger Rabbit and Daffy Duck. Did you see anything about how they were used in it? Like you can't have this type of character used in any type of fashion or no. just based on what you discovered, it was all about screen time. Yeah, screen time um, and words they had to have equal number of lines. My God. I know. Um, the only characters, as maybe people didn't notice. I mean, I didn't notice, but Tom and Jerry were not in this and Popeye was not because Steven Spielberg could not get the rights to use those specific three characters. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of other thing. But that was really interesting. Yeah, that's that's really cool. It, whenever I was watching this and all of these crossovers started to happen, I immediately thought of how Spielberg has the push and the pull and the Hollywood reigns to be able to make a movie like Ready Player One happen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where everything is in that movie and it's just licensing 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 seriously yeah uh who do you think was also in the running to be judge doom which as we know christopher lloyd plays this character he plays it very well mm -hmm. who else could you think could have played this character i'm going with crispin glover i don't know who that is oh, okay he was the he was marty mcfly's dad in back to the future oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever seen the also who which was directed by Robert Zemeckis oh, really? who directed this and then if you've ever seen the Robert Zemeckis uh 3D animation Beowulf where uh he's like the viking sort of guy and Crispin Glover plays Grendel like the beast monster yeah. that comes in and gets messed up by Beowulf so that would make sense he yeah. Zemeckis Zemeckis likes to use this guy a lot yeah so actually who was going to get it but he was deemed too scary. Or, I'm sorry. The the exact word was too terrifying wait, is our favorite actor. Oh, um, wait. I, until you said that, I had a guess. But now that you said our favorite actor, this, this guess is not going to apply. But I'm still going to say Jack Nicholson. Tim Curry. Oh! Right? 
Right? God dang. Our favorite devil of darkness? I should have known. I should have known. He would have been perfect in this. He would have been great. He would have been great. But I completely agree. I thought Christopher Lloyd was like a 9 out of the 10 scary level. If we had Tim Curry, I don't think... It would have been too scary. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been unwatchable. We already had to watch this man kill cartoons. Believe it or not, Tim Curry has some comedic chops to him. Uh, there's this, uh, there's a movie I'll introduce you to okay. that we'll watch at some point where he is funny. I he believe is it. Hysterical funny. But his face. And it is not Charlie's Angels. What? Was he in Charlie's Angels? Yeah, he's like the supposed bad guy in that. And his henchman is Crispin Glover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Bringing it full circle, guys. That, and that's what you can get from the Film Stripping Podcast, guys. <laughs> this is not planned. This is just knowledge coming straight <laughs> off top. This is Illuminati shit. Uh, Roger Rabbit, do you have anything in your notes that you want to get to? <laughs> Wait, are we now referring to me as Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that's your uh, nickname. Uh, Everybody uh, calls right. you that. I'll, I'll be down with that. Yeah. I'm not going to do a Roger Rabbit impersonation, though. Oh, I'm just letting you know that right now. I will, however, dress like him <laughs> to get into Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Uh yeah, there was uh, a couple things uh, that I wrote down in my notes. Uh, the the Daffy Duck and the Donald Duck piano playing sequence. Like, I remember loving that as a kid and uh-huh. thinking it was really funny. That stands the test of time. It is seriously such a funny bit. And there's moments in there that I never realized happened. At one point, Daffy Duck punches Donald Duck with a boxing glove but then still continues to play the piano like a boss (laughs) with the boxing glove on for a little bit and as he's playing getting really frantic with it he like shakes the boxing glove off and he's getting frantic with his duck hands as he's playing the piano more (laughs) and all of a sudden did you notice he had a chicken in his hand like no his hands are going crazy and he was like he started grabbing things Uh and at one point he had like a featherless (laughs) chicken like a chicken ready to be cooked in his hands and i thought it was just like one of the most abstract funny things I'm like, where'd that chicken come from? And I couldn't stop. I was like one of those darn weasels. I just couldn't stop laughing at the sheer silliness of it. This is what I want in our cartoons. And I will I'll watch them. Like, if we have cartoons that are just freaking silly and hilarious, yeah. like, I'll watch that shit all day. Absolutely. So one last thing I want to bring up before we power on to awards and whatnot. There are so many lines of dialogue or or just like jokes built in this movie that are clearly for adults and i yes and i think that's you know there's too many to like just give a shout out to but i had to write down my absolute favorite one uh-huh. in the movie because i'm like this is such a funny line uh-huh. that like no kid would ever pick up on and it's jessica rabbit says to um uh Jessica Rabbit says to Roger Rabbit, I think before they are about to be killed or maybe it's like right after they get rescued and they embrace each other. And she says, I've loved you more than any woman has ever loved a rabbit. <laughs> I just thought, like, I've loved you more than any woman has loved a rabbit. And I was like, that is really good. I just got that. <laughs> I did not well, see that. So I think at this time. I don't think the rabbit as a sexual device had been invented yet. Oh. But still, like, that's immediately po- what popped in my head. Because even just the line, you know, even if we just think of a rabbit as in the animal. Yeah. It's a funny line. I've loved you more than any woman <laughs> has loved a rabbit. Uh-huh. Fucking funny. That's great. <laughs> but now that we have a sexual toy for women called the rabbit, 
oh man, that just brings that fucking joke up to a whole new level. That's excellent. <laughs> I hope somebody was thinking about this movie when they made the rabbit. <laughs> I don't. Okay, now my last bit of trivia is this is at the time was the most expensive animated movie ever made. So, Roger Rabbit, <laughs> what was the budget of this movie? I'm going to have to go with 65 million. Very close. It was 50.6 million dollars. Mm. Their original budget was 30 million. They went 20 million dollars over. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah, let's see if that gamble paid off. Because how much did they earn domestically? I'm going to say domestically, this brought in 136. 156 oh, million. God, oh, so my close. God. Oh, okay, man. worldwide? Worldwide, ooh, I, I don't think this one's going to be one of the ones that, although it does have a lot of iconic cartoon characters in it. So I'm going to go worldwide. Let's go 220. 329.8 million dollars. Wow. Wow. This was such a beloved movie. Oh, absolutely. And this thing probably killed it on the home video market, too. Now, this is going to bring me right into my awards because I thought that this was a beloved movie to me. Like, as you all know, my favorite movies are The Mighty Ducks 2, The Big Green. But I don't think that everybody loves those movies, and that's fine. They're my favorite. Art is subjective, yes. not objective. So I thought that Who Framed Roger Rabbit was going to be like that. Like, it's my favorite movie. Nobody else's. Was it nominated or won any awards? Probably best screenplay, best like art direction, best costuming, probably hair, makeup, visual effects. I'm not quite sure if the Jessica Rabbit song was an original song, but I'm just going to take a gamble and say best original song. Um, I'm not going to say it got a best picture nomination, but I will say it got a best pick i mean a best director nomination best cinematography i'm gonna say best cinematography is in there because there's a lot of camera tricks did uh, you just name all the awards at the oscars uh not yet okay okay best short film because i do consider the uh what is it the, at the very beginning of the, the thing? baby herman and yeah, roger the baby rabbit herman thing I, uh, that in itself is a master Hilarious. class in filmmaking if you want to build a short film that baby herman cartoon at the beginning is what you should study i remember that entire scene and i haven't watched this movie in like 25 years and it hits yeah it is so a killer. smart it's good Okay, so uh, 61st Academy Awards, the first Academy Awards with no host. Wow. Many called it an embarrassment in the industry. The worst Oscars ever. Terrible. Who are these people? I don't know. People with quotes on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. These are the so, same Yahoo's freeze-framing Jessica Simpson or uh, Jessica uh, Rabbit <laughs> upskirts. You know what? The Jessica <laughs> Rabbit upskirts and the Jessica Simpson upskirts. Those are different Yahoo's on oh, the internet. God. Yeah, those people are completely separate. Okay. So they were nominated for, uh, I'm going to read you the ones that they were nominated for, but did not win. So nominated, no wins. Best cinematography, sound mixing, and production design. Okay, these are the ones that they did win. Okay. Best film editing. Oh, best, yeah. Fuck, I, yeah. Best sound effects editing. Best visual effects. And then they gave a special Academy Award. They gave a special achievement Academy Award for animation direction for Williams. 
Is that insane? Who's Williams? Williams is the last name of the man who's in charge of the animation. Oh, wow. I didn't have time to look at his first name. I did. I didn't have any interest. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> These bonus episodes are real shooting from the hip kind of things. Listen, I do what I can. I give the people what they want. I cannot believe this movie has multiple Academy Awards. Oh, I can? Watching it? Uh, like, this is a fantastic piece of art. It really is. It, it's so good. And it, it stands the test of time, too. And I think that has to do with the direction they took with this movie, where they seriously just took a classic film noir story. I mean, it's so simple. It's such a simple story. But then you, they're like, but what if the protagonist has to help out cartoons? And then it reaches another level, and then you get to do all the very creative things around it, which makes it a fantasy film. So, amazing, amazing film. It was so smart. As you said, it has stood the test of time. If you would have told me, do you want to watch this movie where humans help cartoons? I would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? I would rather clean up my refrigerator. That sounds so dumb. And it's I mean, just to, perfect. To be fair, you love cleaning out your refrigerator. I do. But like this movie and Space Jam, I was so bummed that Space Jam came out in the 90s because that was my first pick. That would have been a good one. Oh, I love Space Jam. Yeah, I know. That would have been a good one because I hadn't seen that one yet. So that might be a good thing for when we do next month. We're doing 1990s fantasy films. Bear, bear, bear. We're not. So don't oh. get excited. Guys. Wait, have you not seen Space Jam? Did you say Nazi? Have you seen Space Jam? <laughs> I have not seen Space Jam. <laughs> I have, no, I have not seen Space Jam. I think I've seen Space Jam 97 times. I've seen that Bill Murray is in Space Jam, but I have yes, never seen Space Jam. That's amazing. Let's get into ratings. Okay. Roger Rabbit. How many stars out of 10 do you give this movie? Wait, we're giving it all, all this time. We've been giving them stars yeah. out of 10, one out of 10. There's yeah. a start. I want to change my rating. Stars are very valuable. I feel like some of the movies I've given six and a half stars to maybe do not deserve stars. Okay. But I will tell you this. I'm willing to go on like this. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm giving this an eight and a half. I am giving this it's it's not quite a 9 or a 10 because I think that like I said the story is just very simple there's nothing really to it it's but but the fun entertainment you get out of this movie is fucking amazing also did you notice the runtime on it is it like an hour and 35 minutes yes sir it is thank you very much perfect i, I have such a short patience in my old age we're doing voices and bits now guys catch up i think that we appreciate when people can give us a good story in a reasonable amount of time i like when i don't have to pause the movie and take a nap and then come back to the movie correct correct um i'm giving it an eight i'm nice yeah i think it's a solid movie uh I initially might have rated it a little bit lower, like before I watched it, if you asked me last week. Um, but just watching it again, I can enjoy this movie today as much as I did when I watched it the first time. I mean, granted, I was not as scared, but it was great. Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm regretting having not bought this movie instead of, but you know what? hindsight whatever now Life i know now i know next time whenever i see it on itunes for like five bucks i just buy it immediately absolutely yeah it's a gem all right metacritic gives this movie an 8.3 whoa go mm -hmm. on imdb gives it a 7.7 7. and fat dad gives this movie an eight oh. yeah fat dad fat dad knows what's up 
So thanks again for sticking around and listening to bonus episode number two. I had such a good time, mostly because we got to watch an excellent movie. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Film Stripping. Always do those things, guys. We love it. We love reading reviews and Instagram comments and everything. <laughs> you guys on the Instagrams are great with the DMs and stuff. Oh, my God. I you fucking... guys are the best. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So, yeah, that's all, folks. Yeah.